You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 120. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. This week's song, Great Is Our God by Plum, is a powerful ballad of praise. We need those in our repertoire. Easily accessible, favorites list sort of stuff. In the Bible, these go-to ballads of praise are mostly found in the Psalms, and that is where we're headed today. But first, let's declare it together. Great is our God. And we will seek Him, our rock of salvation. this week to Psalm 145 verse 3, which reads, Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. I chose this as our verse to meditate on this week, and I actually create memory verse resources for my website subscribers. So when you subscribe, you'll get access to desktop wallpapers, device wallpapers, or a printable of a verse each week to meditate on. You can, you can have access to this as well. You just go to michellekneesat.com and subscribe and to my mailing list and you'll get those every week. But this week's verse clearly reflects the words of our song or our song clearly reflects this verse. Now each week I give you Bible interaction tool exercises to help inspire you to dig into God's word and perhaps interact with it in new ways. I call them BITES, B-I-T-E, Bible Interaction Tool Exercises. And this week I want you to use my favorite BITE, Context, Reading in Context, um, where you'll take the verse, our feature verse that I just mentioned, and read it in context, which means you'll read the entire Psalm 145. 
that will give us the parameters of where we will focus our efforts in reading or studying or meditating this week. And so reading in context is great. It gives you a greater vision of what's what's going on around the verse that you're focusing in on. But it also gives you parameters because you can't just say, well, it's in the Bible. Let's read the Bible from cover to cover. So especially with our Psalms, um, you can easily pick a verse that's so meaningful, but go and study the entire Psalm. So this is exactly what I did. I set out to read Psalm 145. It's a wonderful psalm. Just listen to the first part. It says, I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Yes, Lord. So I read it through. I praised God, and then I moved on. However, I found the next day when I went to read it again, I couldn't remember how it started, and I didn't really remember any other details of what it said. So, in other words, I didn't learn anything because I hadn't retained anything. So I picked it up again, and I picked up my tool bag along with that, and I pulled out the Bible Interaction Tool exercise. I pulled out the bite of repetition, and I read it again. Verse 4, let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. Yes, Lord, I proclaim your greatness. And then I moved on and realized later that day that all I could think of was this song. Great is our God, but I couldn't remember the details of the psalm that I had already read twice. So this time I realized I needed to slow down. And so my best bite to accomplish that, my best Bible interaction tool exercise is to read the text aloud. I was just blowing and going, you know, I was reading it through and moving on. And I do that sometimes. I, I read and then I pick up something else like a book or a blog post and read some more. And I just gather information and I realize later that I can't repeat any of it and it hasn't made its way into the recesses of my mind and my soul. It hasn't changed the way I think, much less the way I live. And I haven't received it in such a way that I look any more like my Heavenly Father than I did before. And that's what I desire. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. All of your works, thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. Now, I am not merciful and compassionate. I am not always slow to ang- to get angry, and I want to be a faithful follower like this verse just said. I want to have examples of God's power on my lips. Now it's starting to sink in. Now I'm slowing down for God's word to have transformative power in my life. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent belief beneath their loads. The eyes of all look to you in hope. 
You give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in everything he does. He is filled with kindness. The Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. The Lord protects all those who love him, but he destroys the wicked. It's that that section started out by saying the Lord lifts those bent beneath their loads. Now I say a prayer on behalf of a friend bent beneath a heavy load at work during this season. And I pick up my phone and I text this verse to her. Now I'm sowing a seed that I've received from God's word. The verse says, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. And I think of a phrase I just read from a fellow writer, friend of mine. She writes this. uh, She writes so beautifully. It says, I inhaled scripture, trying to squeeze the most out of the quiet moment as I could. The minutes were a mixture of divine conversation, reading, contemplating, and coffee sipping. I expected to feel full, but I don't. The hunger was familiar yet foreign. The same old routine wasn't working for me anymore. I thought of that statement as I read this in this psalm this week. It said, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. I thank God that he has promised to satisfy my hunger for him. The verse 21, the end of the psalm says, I will praise the Lord and may everyone on earth bless his holy name forever and ever. Now I've just begun to sufficiently spend enough time in this psalm to repeat some of the elements, to incorporate the psalm into my prayers, to share it with others, to make connections to other things that I'm reading. I know that many of you are struggling with this. I know because you're telling me. You're telling me how meaningful music is, but how hard it is to be moved by the scripture in the same way that you are moved by songs. You're telling me that the podcasts are wonderful and motivating, but it's still a battle to make spending time with God by meditating on his word a daily habit. I hear you. I feel you. I am you. But I just want to encourage you. It can become a part of who you are and what you naturally turn to. It can be life-giving and transformational, but sometimes you do have to show a little determination. And I pray that my bites, these, these simple Bible interaction tool exercises can serve as tools for you. Have you noticed that they're not fancy? I'm just taking the simple hacks that I have used to train myself, but they won't do you any good if you just listen to me talk about them and you don't try them. So if I have to pick one this week, Read Psalm 145 out loud or read whatever section of scripture that you're currently in out loud. Slow down and do a little work to retain what you're reading. Now, before I sign off and send you on your way to read Psalm 145 for yourself, I want to unpack a few things that began to, as again, as I spent more time and spent a little bit more work and, and repeated and stayed in this section of scripture for a while, um, some of these things kind of came out to me, and I, I want to share just a couple more points before we leave. First of all, there are so many different ways that the psalmist alludes to speaking or proclaiming, and all of this is like a, an indicates an out loud proclamation about God's greatness. Not in that I'm going to sing the lyrics of this song out loud sort of way, but I get this sense of 
listing and thinking deeply and speaking specifically and personally about God's power, his miracles, his greatness, his goodness, and his righteousness and his deeds. My boss and my mentor is retiring soon in just a few short weeks. And she recently had an opportunity to look out onto a group of people, pretty much all employees of, of our school, the Christian school that I work for. And she looked out with tears of joy at the faces of the people that she she values so much. We were at an end of year worship event and her heart overflowed with thankfulness that she could be a part of each story represented by each face. And so she just began to call out the precious moments. She would call people by name and recount God's goodness. It was, it was deeper, though, than just sharing a memory. It wasn't like, hey, remember that one time when we, some of it may have started out like that, but it was really a reflection of God's goodness. She recounted prayers of salvation. She recounted divine calling from foreign places like Colorado and Iowa to come to Louisiana. She recounted holy moments, whether they be in a classroom or in an office or on a porch swing, just talking and praying together. She recounted his awe-inspiring deeds. His awe-inspiring deeds were on her tongue and she proclaimed his greatness. It was personal and specific and it could have gone on for hours. Are we reflecting enough on the goodness and the deeds of God in our lives that we can easily recount them and proclaim them in praise to him and proclaim them in declaration to others? Or are we taking for granted the daily miracles and discounting the overwhelming goodness of God? The psalmist says that God's faithful followers will speak of the glory of his kingdom and give examples of his power. As I mentioned before, I want to be a faithful follower. So that means that I need to be prepared to speak of the glory of God's kingdom and give examples of his power. The other thought that really struck me this week is in verse 4. It says, Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. Now, this is not a one-and-done proposition. I think back to Deuteronomy where it says, do it constantly when you're walking along the road and when, you're, when, you're, when you rise and when you lie down. You know, it's going to be a constant proclamation of God's power to our children. And, you know, so we can't just tell our kids once about my, God's mighty acts. It, it needs to be a pattern of our lives. Much like this psalm reveals a pattern of speaking about God's greatness on a regular basis. Now, I'm going to link to a short video by my mentor where she unpacks one of the words in the Bible translated teach. That particular word is specific in its definition in the original language that one of the ways to be teach is to help others to see God. So this form of teaching says, I'm going to teach them to see God. And uh, this particular video is specific for parents and, and those who teach children. Now, we need to help them see God. But can I challenge you if you don't have children in your life or you're not in that kind of season, what we teach, we learn too. So when verse five says, I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles, 
I can't help but consider his splendor in nature. I read that verse and I immediately thought of nature. And I live in Louisiana and it's summer right now, which means that the magnolias are in bloom. So just the other day, with this verse in mind, my daughter uh, Meredith and I started some magnolia spotting. And I just simply mentioned to her, again, being trying to be really intentional with this verse in mind, thinking about teaching the next generation. And I just simply mentioned what an amazing artist creator God is, that he can design such beautiful flowers. And then Meredith added, and they smell good too, mama. And then the spotting ensued. Oh, mama, look at that one. You know, as we slowly drove down a quiet street on the way to her grandmother's house, Some of the flowers were unfurled into layers of beautiful creamy white, while others were balled up with a sort of potential. And to meditate on God's splendor takes time and intention, but it's not hard. So whether you're pointing it out to a child in your car or just taking and being intentional and taking the time to meditate on God's majestic glorious splendor around you, um, it, it takes intention, it takes time, but it's not hard. So what's next? I really want you to get inspired by this week's song to dig into Psalm 145. Spend some real time in it, however. Don't do what I did at the beginning. Don't do not do the drive-by. And some of it is, it just, again, it, you have to start somewhere. You have to read it for the first time, or you have to read it one time through before you can repeat it. But try using the Bible interaction tool exercise of reading it out loud. And again, just don't do just a quick drive-by. Meditate on the words and even try to remember what you're reading. And then make a list of your own personal examples of God's goodness in your life. And be really intentional about sharing it with others. Proclaim His goodness. And may you bless His holy name forever and ever. While you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. You can email me directly, michelle at michellekneesat.com. I welcome your emails. I love talking with you and encouraging you and hearing your stories. You can also hop on Twitter or Facebook, and we can talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Jennifer from, from Alaska, Erin from Georgia, Carrie from North Carolina, Pam from California, Jessica from California, and Lori from West Virginia. These are my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. Now, the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week. And in that email, you will get, as I mentioned before, a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, or desktop, or you can print it out. You will also get an email recap of the week's episode and instant access to any of the additional resources that I create from time to time. All of that is just my way to say thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. And then don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can also subscribe directly in iTunes or Stitcher Radio if you have an Android phone. While you're there, you can leave me, if you would leave me a written review and a star rating, I would really appreciate it. It encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Coach Deb Luxton, who says, 
I became aware of Michelle and her ministry last fall. I love that she has found her unique way to teach in using the music we listen to. She's insightful and shares from what God reveals to her. She challenges her listeners to apply what we hear from God. And then Deb goes on to say, I'm thankful that God brought Michelle and her ministry into my path. I recommend her podcast very highly. Thank you so much, Deb. I am thankful also that God brought me into your path. What a privilege. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use the song If We're Honest by Francesca Berestelli. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellenizat.com forward slash 120. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.